Lopez to the hook. Wrap around. Brooke Lopez. The reverse slam. Shot clock is down to four. Williams with three, with two. Turnaround. Rimming. Darren Williams gets the roll. And it touched every bit of the rim. 97-94. Lopez open look. Rimming. No. Evans is there. Evans left hand. That doesn't go. Evans again spins. And with the offhand by Williams. He missed it. Look who's there. Evans and he gets it to go. Reggie Evans having a huge impact. Unable to hit Reggie. Evans tracks it down. Evans now. A traditional post up. Go left. Reggie Evans. Young didn't read the scouting report. A little bit of a force. And it goes. Reggie Evans putting together a highlight reel. And Evans has got a double-double. Ten points. Ten rebounds in the opening quarter. Watson steps into the three. No good. And getting back at Bass for what Bass did in that first half with that extension. Here's Williams, a three. Hook it. Darren Williams now second place by himself on the single season three-point field goals made list in Nets history. Williams comes to the ball, sets the feet, and connects for three. Darren Williams has just tied Kerry Kittles for the team record in three-pointers in a season. And then, doing it with that three, he tops Kerry Kittles for the Nets. All-time single-season mark from three-point territory. Podcast episode eleven, Julia Stalin and profiling. Woo! Little Ric Flair reference there in WWE days. Justin, here we are, episode eleven. Yeah, rough, uh, rough night for uh, our Emerald basketball team. Mm, mm, yeah, I was, I was going to say, wait, we won, <laughs> we won today. Well, yeah, it was a rough night for our our, our basketball team. We went one on one. Shout out to Napoleon Complex. That's oh, our team name. Napoleon Complex lost to the best team by only three points yeah. in the last last minute. But, you know, uh, we're, we'll be ready for them next time. We have a little scouting report. We lost uh, doing a little zone. We switched up to man-to-man. A couple turnovers by me. Careless turnovers. Miss layups. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wide open layup. It's okay. Hey, it's all right. It happens. I want to come back and get shaking the rust off again the season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? I'm not in game shape. I'm not in game shape. <laughs> Um, but enough about Napoleon Complex. Uh, those those Celtics tried to try to take one from the the Nets today, but they couldn't. So the Nets won t- tonight, uh, and I am pulling up the score now. One hundred one ninety three. The score wasn't really uh, you know what the game actually was. It was pretty much a blowout in the fourth quarter. It was. I mean, the Celtics kept it close, but yeah, once we got to the fourth, and that's kind of just turned it up and. Uh... 
They were able to kind of close them out there. Yeah, Paul Pierce had a good night for them. 23.7 for 11, three rebounds, three assists. Darren Williams, our player of the game. Yeah, 29 points, four rebounds, and 12 assists. You know, continues his domination, uh, you know, close out the season. Yeah, we had uh, two minute tur- turnovers in the first quarter, but I think they just figured it out, the defense. Celtics even were running a zone on the on the yeah. Nets, but Brooke Lopez being so strong and tall, and, and then Joe Johnson and Darren Williams attacking the rim, I mean, yeah. it was t- we figured it out pretty quickly. And a big loss for the Celtics um, throughout the game, I mean, um, Avery Bradley you know, picking up a bunch of fouls early. I mean, and uh, you got in foul trouble, docks at him, comes out in the second half, picks up another quick foul, gets Darren Williams you know, trips over Darren Williams. And, yeah, yeah. I mean, that was his fourth, and, you know, so really couldn't get anything going. And, you know, he, his defensive presence has been huge for the Celtics and for them not to have that, um, especially against Dewell, who was just absolutely abusing right. the Celtics. Um, you know, it was, it was a rough uh, rough uh, loss for them. Yeah, and, uh, they, I mean, they're already injury depleted with so many guards gone, Rondo, Barbosa, mm-hmm. and then now they're trying to integrate Crawford late in the season right. and Courtney Lee injured back and forth. So, I mean, it. Avery Bali is one of their biggest strengths for the Celtics, and he just couldn't get any minutes. And he, he's a nominated, you know, I think John Barry and Breen were talking about in the ESPN feed about him being a potential defensive player of the year. Right, no, absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, we also had an injury update. Uh, unfortunately, Jared Wallace had a knee contusion, or was it a heel contusion? Heel contusion yeah. uh, I think he bumped into Pierce or yeah. Brad Bass. No, it was Bass on a, yeah, on the screen. Yeah, yeah Brandon Bass. He didn't come back to the game after the second quarter, but hopefully, you know, since it's just a bruise, he can just ice it. And we do have a soft schedule coming up, but we'll get to that later. Uh, but I'm glad they were able to win this one. Um, this actually puts the Nets, uh, yep, three and a half game ab- above Chicago right now, uh, trying to get the home court. But we're also not out of the three seed. We're three games behind Indiana, and we're playing them on Friday night. Yeah, Friday's going to be a huge game for us. Um, definitely a must win if we're going to catch them um, in that three spot. But uh, even even going there uh, with a win on Friday, I think the Pacers still need to go uh, one and three to close up the season for us to have a chance. Yeah, and uh, so I'm going to go through the Pacers' schedule. They have uh, us Friday night uh, on yes at 7 p.m. Then they have the Knicks Sunday afternoon at 3.30 at New York. And then they have at Boston on Tuesday. And then versus Philadelphia, which should be, uh, you know, an easy win because Philly's kind of just rolling it. Not listening to Doug Collins anymore. Uh, (laughs) um, And then the Nets have, like I mentioned, Friday at Indiana. Uh, We did win there earlier this year without Darren Williams playing. Remember, Tyshawn Taylor was big during that game. So now – that we have a Darren Williams that's playing really, really well. I think that's going to be a huge X factor. Uh, we also have Toronto on Sunday and uh, Washington on Monday. Uh, so back to back, but Washington's at home, and then Detroit's at home as well. So yeah, pretty soft schedule to close up the season. Uh, and again, I think it's more in the the Pacers' court as far as if they want to, if they're going to hold on uh, to that three spot. But again, yeah, Friday's definitely a pivotal game. That's a must win if we're going to catch them. In the Position. Yeah, we can get as high as three, uh, taking over Indiana's spot, um, and then lowest five. We can't go to six. But the Celtics themselves, they can actually climb to six. Uh, currently, they're played playing with New York as a potential playoff matchup of the two seven. But they can climb to six and play Indiana. Or if Brooklyn's at the three, we can we could actually play the Celtics at the right. three six. And we've had a very heated, you know, couple games with them this past year. What do you think of that? 
potentially happening. A lot of things would have to happen. Yeah, I mean, I think that's kind of a long shot. But, you know, for that matchup to happen, I think, I mean, the Celtics, I mean, they match up pretty decent against against the Nets. Um, I think the Nets have kind of had their way. But, yeah, getting a little chippy. You know, we had that another kind of that little alter, I mean, not even an altercation. Garnett ended up falling on top of Hump, and they say they kind of threw like a you know. Well, Hump wanted to get his hump in, right? He was he was on the bottom. Garnett was at the top. Uh, that's all I got to say about that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Enough said. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, that was actually the softest compared to when Rondo scratched yeah, up. I mean, it, it was nothing. It just yeah. kind of it was played up a little bit more just because of the you know um, incidents, all but, the highlights, right, and everything. You know, earlier in the season. Right. Um, yeah, so we did announce uh, the Knicks did clinch the Lang division the first yeah. time since 1994. I mean, the Knicks have just been on an absolute tear. And right when it looked, I mean, we've talked about this before, when it looked like they were, uh, you know, on a downward slide, and the Nets, and the Nets were potentially going to catch them for that Lang division title. Right. And they just turned it up into another gear. And they've, I mean, they've just won, what, 11, 12 straight? Yeah. I know, 13 now. Yeah, 13 straight. And, you know, Melo's been having these 30 point game streak going on. Their next matchup is actually, yeah, uh, tomorrow night. It's good. It's a good one. New York versus Chicago. Um, I, th- I mean, the last streak that was in Chicago was Miami. Maybe Chicago could take that, take out the streak of the Knicks, the longest streak in the NBA. What do you think of that? Yeah, no, I mean, potentially. I don't know. Um, at, I mean, this, at this point, I think the Knicks have pretty much locked up that spot. I'm, I'm wondering how much they're gonna, you know, potentially rest um, their starters. Although Melo, I think he had 35 again. He's just been. I think, what was it, over the last five games, he's averaging high 30s. Yeah, and I, I was listening to a podcast uh, with Zach Lowe and, uh, and Simmons uh, on the BS Report, and they were talking about J.R. Smith, how he went from, before the All-Star break, like shooting 30%, and now he's shooting a ridiculous 48 or 50%, and all of his shots in the chart are going straight to the hole. He's not, like, gunning those threes, you know. The biggest knock on Jared Smith was he just gunned shots. He's all taking the time. stupid shots, and yeah. shot selection's I mean, been a huge issue. He's been penetrating, taking to the hoop, drawing the contact, right? And uh, you know that's been huge for them. And he hasn't really done that. I mean, really at all throughout his career, he's just been known as a gunner. And you know, if it goes in, um, you know, you're happy. But if it doesn't, I mean, it's just he's very inconsistent, right? And uh, now that he's going to the hole, he's been a lot more consistent. I think that's definitely been the X factor. That along with bringing in Kenyon Martin to really spark the defense as well. I mean, that's what's brought them. Although, although he's hurt now. He's hurt himself yet. Now, yeah. another, sprained another, ankle. another injury for the Knicks. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I, I'm more, I mean, as a basketball fan, just seeing what the Knicks are doing, I appreciate that. And I'm more worried, if I was a Knicks fan, uh, that Kenny Martin, uh, Camby, Kurt Thomas, uh, who am I forgetting, Chandler. Chandler has that Knicks thing. Right. Their front court is lacking depth. So they today they signed James Singleton, who's like mm-hmm. a 6'8". Uh, tweener between small forward and power forward who, you know, hustles, rebounds. Although they left uh, uh, Syracuse alum Hakeem Warwick on board, uh, on, you know, the, it was either him or James Singleton. I don't really know much about Singleton. I just know Hakeem Warwick would have been happy to be with Carmelo, you know, back with him, his buddy mm-hmm. on Syracuse. But I guess Mike Woodson wasn't having it, so... But uh, we'll see how that how that turns out tomorrow night, uh, and I'm, I'm rooting for the Knicks, maybe the first time uh, all year to beat the Pacers uh, this upcoming schedule too. Right. Um, speaking of which, last last episode I forgot to mention this, and you know it was our tenth episode. It was it was a big milestone for big, us, double digits. Uh, I was going to make an announcement, but I guess we can do it on the double one now. Um, 
So, uh, Justin and I are uh, hosting a Game Watch this Sunday. Oh, that's right. Uh, the Brooklyn Rebound Podcast is having their first Game Watch. Um, we are actually on meetup.com. It's meetup.com slash Brooklyn Nets, um, all one word. And we're having Game Watch at Half Court Sports Bar in Prospect Heights, uh, Brooklyn. It's going to be at 3 o'clock. The game time is at 3.30, playing the Raptors. Uh, I believe it's in Toronto. Yeah, um, yeah because we were talking about we traveling almost, Toronto for that game. Toronto for yeah, that, uh, that would have been fun. But instead, we're doing a game watch. Uh, there's going to be a, you know, a whole bunch of people that haven't really seen the Nets, and we're just going to be talking about you know how they feel about the Nets and how they feel about the playoffs. So hopefully we'll get some good tidbits uh, from the community. Yeah, so definitely, yeah, c- come out. You know, we'd love to meet you. I'd love to meet our fans, all of our <laughs> – all of our fans is in our 20, podcast. All of our 25 to 30 fans now. I think we're up to like 30, 35 now. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah all, all of you. I'm, I'm speculating here. There's a <laughs> there's a pool table in the back. Uh, I talked to the owner. He might even put it on the big projector screen in the back, mm. which is he only does that for big games. Yeah. And nothing bigger than oh. Brooklyn Nets at Toronto um, on a Sunday afternoon. <laughs> Although there would be a conflict with, uh, I guess, the Knicks uh, playing the Pacers also that day, so yeah, I get the so right. I guess we'll get we'll, we'll get to watch both games and with rooting interest for right. both games. So that's good. But yeah, guys, definitely come out to that. Um, but yeah, that does it for uh, this game. Uh, we're gonna recap uh, the next one, which is against the uh, sorry the Bobcats. So that brings us to Saturday night. Uh, that was the Nets winning in a close Bobcats game. I can't believe that was even. How was that even a close game? How did we not blow them out that game? You know, that I, was pathetic. I don't know. I don't know, Justin. Uh, maybe because we had our buddies from Connecticut and they were distracting us yeah. from watching, focusing and, and on distracting the, game. the Nets apparently. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> were, so my friends, Alex, uh, Richard, and Chris, your friends as well, they were doing UConn chants the whole time. Uh, <laughs> They were, they were like, UConn, yeah, Ben Gordon, every time Ben Gordon hit a three. Um, but the final score of that game was 105-96. The Nets were able to close out in the closing minutes with a big performance by Darren Williams, 32 points, two rebounds, six assists. A top performer for Charlotte was Gerald Henderson, the new apparent to Jordan, apparently. I don't know. I don't know who the Bobcats have anymore. 22 <laughs> points, three rebounds, five assists. Um, but Reggie Evans had another 20-rebound game. Another, yeah, he's just been a monster on the board, especially you know, this late, late in the season. He's just been having back-to-back games, just monster, 20-plus rebounds. Yeah. I'm loving mean, what I've seen out of him. Yeah, he's just uh, he's on a tear, and, you know, as we'll talk about in the next game, um, the Sixers, but he's just, you know, unstoppable on the boards. No one – yeah, and he's producing on the offense, um, you know, respectively, as we saw in the next game in the Sixers. Um which uh, that score was uh, for 104-83, and then that's dominated uh, against the 76ers. Reggie Evans had a, a big game in the first quarter. Yeah, 10 points, 10 rebounds in the first quarter. Just producing. Um, and <laughs> ended up with uh, 17 points and 24 boards. Again, another 20-plus uh, none of the boards for Reggie Evans. I'm just loving what I'm seeing out of him. Just continues to just dominate. Yeah, yeah, and while one of our players is dominating with you know a lot of playing with a lot of confidence, like that game, Reggie Evans was doing fadeaways against Spencer Hawes. 
Reggie Evans fadeaways usually was uh, two words you don't put together. But um, <laughs> rolling hook shots. But yeah. uh, and they recently they interviewed Jerry Wallace, uh, the media, and they asked, you know, what what do you think the problem is with them? And apparently he has a confidence issue. Um, he's just he said he, he's really low on confidence. Um, but I, th- I saw during that game he was doing a lot of intangibles. So Jerry right. Wallace does a lot of things, which is what we're used to out of him. And right. which it, it doesn't show up in the stat sheet, but you know, really makes a difference, um, you know, for the team as a whole. So, as long as he's contributing, you know, he'll get back in his uh, groove, hopefully sooner than later. Um, but, you know, as it stands now, yeah, he's definitely been been dipping a little bit, but right. be back right. on his feet hopefully soon enough. Right. Um, so, there was, a, there was a hump of the game. Hump uh, of the game, huh? Yeah, yeah. What do we got? What was it? Uh, it was a put-bag jam. Um, he was second to hit that on Turner <laughs> and Wright. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I didn't expect Hump to jump up and get the rebound with that, but he, uh, yeah, he definitely. Um, I expect Hump to jump. Yeah, Hump, to, <laughs> Hump and his jumping. Uh, he got up there and dunked on Turner and Wright, and they weren't looking for the box out and the rebound. But uh, yeah, the top performers for that game um, was Nick Young. Uh, I guess off the bench, eighteen points, two rebounds, one assist for the Sixers, and Brook Lopez, monster numbers. Yeah, twenty nine points, eleven rebounds, three assists, and you know, you know like, I feel like you, uh, you may have had something to do with that. Um, you know, I like, I like, I don't like to take credit from a lot of things in life, but, you know, since we didn't even discuss this on the pod yet, uh, we got to meet the Nets this yeah. past Sunday. Lucky enough to go to a, to go to a meet and greet that mm-hmm. they were having for, uh, season ticket holders up Bro- in the city. Right, right. And I, uh, Brooke Lopez was at my table. Yeah, lucky, was- lucky you. Randomly selected. We each got random tickets, got sent to a random table with, uh, with players sitting three, there. Three players at each table about, yep. and I had Brooke Lopez, Mirza Toledovich, and, um... Chris Joseph, sorry. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So I was able to say to Brooke Lopez, hey, I like I like Bark Hot Dogs because it's a <laughs> Brooklyn staple uh, near near the stadium. And today on the association, I saw him a bark, uh, I saw a T-shirt of Bark Hot Dogs that he was wearing. So um, so he was like, yeah, yeah. So me, me and him like connected on food, and I think he was hungry to p- perform. Yeah, yeah. That was that, that was just a joke made. Yeah. So. Um, <laughs> Um, but yeah, Darren Williams had a milestone that game as well. Yeah, 800, 800th career three pointer um, tied the Nets franchise record. Yeah, for, well, yeah, that was, and then he tied the franchise record for I think what was it, one hundred and fifty seven with Kerry Kittles, right? Yes. Yeah, Kerry Kittles has that record. So, but that was a that was a dominant game. It was a return game a rebuttal uh, that we wanted to give the Sixers for last last time when we went to Philadelphia, we got blew, blown out. So yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that does it for the games for today. Um, now let's on to some NBA discussion. So during the Sixers game, I saw I saw two pair of brothers, and you know you be, you having an older brother, me having an older brother. I, I thought we'd have a little debate here about which two brothers would you pick on your three on three team. The choices mm-hmm. are the Holiday brothers okay. who are on the Seventy Sixers. Okay. The Hansborough brothers, who are on the Indiana Pacers. All right. And the last place Phoenix Suns has the Maurice brothers. Uh, uh, Marquis. Uh, Maurice Morris brothers. Morris. Yeah. Maurice Morris. Maurice Morris. Yeah, there you go. And Marquis <laughs> Morris. Uh, who would you pick? Um, oh, man. It's just a tough call. Tough call. If I had to choose, probably go with those uh, those sexy white boy uh, Hansborough brothers mm. on the Pacers. Mm. They... Uh, yeah, they take care of business for me. I think, uh, yeah. You know, we're not just going on looks, though. We're going on skill. Oh, this was... Right, this is, this is, right, I mean, skills, right. too? Three, like, if you had to pick them, if you were picking them to play me on a three-on-three, oh. yeah. 
I mean, I probably would be distracted in their baby blue eyes or maybe green eyes. I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, that's half the battle. Yeah. So that's a good strategy on your part. Uh, I would go with uh, Morse twins because you wouldn't know who to guard because they look alike. <laughs> uh, and uh, well, I wouldn't be guarding either one of them. They they'd be dunking on me. Right, so. and they're taller too. <laughs> that, that's a, so I'd just be throwing alley oops all day. Um, on you, so I think uh, when you know in the offseason, we'll ask them if they want to participate in our three on three. All right, yeah, that yeah, sounds we'll, like a plan. We'll, <laughs> we'll tweet at them real we'll quick. We'll tweet at them. <laughs> um, so on to our, you know, we're not going to have trivia this week because or this episode because we don't have Anton on the show right now. But I want to put a little asterisk on our trivia for last week. Bernard King, who I nominated oh. for the trivia answer of <laughs> Hall of Famer, is a Hall of Famer now. So either I'm predicting the future, or that score should be one and one and one or two and one now, and I should be winning. Or maybe the NBA heard that you thought he should be a Hall of Famer, and then they decided to well, vote him in. Well, you know, I, I was thinking it's about me. You're right, Justin. Congratulations, Bernard King, <laughs> on getting into the Hall of Fame. Um, well deserved. You know, he was a net for a long time, then became a Nick, and then he retired a net. Um, so he was, uh, you know, that's that's really good. Along with um, who else? Gary Payton got in there. Mm-hmm. Rick Patino, who got in the day before he won the national championship. I'm trying to remember. Someone actually thought that they got in. I forget which player it was. Thought that they got in. Was told was told was notified by the, notified notified by somebody right. that they got in, and only to find out an hour or two later that they actually didn't get in. After tweeting, "Yay, I made the Hall of Fame." I think it was Lachelle Sprewell. It's always Lachelle Sprewell. <laughs> he, he's always thinking he's getting in or getting paid. Um, poor Spree. Anyways. Um, so I have a, I also have a whole note of the game. Actually, a couple notes of the game. Um, since he was not present, uh, Julius Stiles was. So <laughs> they, they assumed to Julius Stiles. And um, I think she was there because she knew I'm a Nets fan, so they'd be before they're, they're for it. Wow, I can't talk. Um, we just played a basketball game. I'm really parched. Maybe I should drink some water. Uh, <laughs> but Julius Stiles was at the game, and I actually met Julius Stiles. Did you? Yeah, on a on a F train and Lower East Side when I was living there. Um, I think she realized that I was probably going to the game, and she wanted to attend. You know, become a Nets fan because mm-hmm. of me. I mean, obviously, right? Uh, the other the other whole note of the game, Justin. Do you want to bring that news up? Uh, unfortunate news. Jay, we just found out sources uh, sources are saying that Jay Z is actually going to be relinquishing his Nets ownership because he's going to uh, be uh, expanding his. Uh, sports agency business. So uh, soon enough, uh, supposedly over the next few months, he's going to be uh, unfortunately uh, divesting his current ownership in the Nets basketball. He's team. putting in the process right now, and I think he's going after the large targets like LeBron, Carmelo, yeah. and I mean it's a smart play. I mean he's friends with everyone, right? He's friends with everyone, and as far as marketing, I mean, does an NBA player want to be with an agent or right. be with an agent slash, you know, obviously you know rap superstar? Right, and I, I think he's kind of done being a, a mascot. You know, kind of like a, he was part of everything. He like he represented the the Nets to the foremost, and I think he's so well. Right, but now he could do it and make more money, and it's, that's what it comes. But it's down funny. To. I mean, at the games, it, he sits in his hill. I mean, he's at he's at you know a decent amount of the games, but they really you know the focus really isn't on him on the sidelines. It doesn't always the cameras you know not really going. You'll see him maybe once a game. But the camera's never really panning over there, like, you know, every other possession. Right. Jay-Z, he's not being a huge cheerleader. He's kind of, you know, staying behind the scenes a little bit. Right. You know, during the games and during the season. Well, I think they're not zooming to him because Beyonce's not sitting to him every time. <laughs> so, um, 
as uh, fair point, fair as, point. As, <laughs> as J and B went to Cuba apparently this uh, past weekend or this past week uh, against the USA's orders. No, it's just a whole bunch of Fox News and uh, political pundits just saying who's caring about Jay Z and Beyonce going on vacation, which really doesn't affect anything. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I think it's a smart move for Jay, uh, and you know the good thing about it, we can now own the team. Me and you, Justin. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he's selling his shares. All right. If you guys want to contribute, you know, uh, we got a little piggy bank started up right mm-hmm. in the corner I'm gonna here. Make, I'm going to make a Kickstarter, and you guys can donate <laughs> to it. We'll uh, put it on the Brooklyn Rebound uh, page, and we'll see how, how it goes from there. And one other thing to note, too, even though he's relinquishing his um, Nets stock or Nets ownership in the actual Nets team itself, he's still, I believe, going to be sitting on the board of the Barclays Center itself. Right. So, um you know, with it, supposedly he doesn't he doesn't have to give up you know that representation. So he's still going to be kind of representing the Nets indirectly. Right, right, yeah, and uh, you know that's that's all that matters. He's still going to be wearing that I think the hats in every single concert. Yeah, I think his allegiances are uh, still Brooklyn for life. Yeah, yeah. I don't see that uh, that changing. I mean, all. I think that would be the biggest, most devastating <laughs> turns for from uh, a defect since either. I mean, Jason Kidd went a, a long way to going to the Knicks, or Bernard King, I would say. You know, Nets going to the Knicks, but right. but I don't think he's. He, I mean, he's yeah. got banners up in the uh, the arena. Yeah, yeah, he's competing against Elton John and MSG and versus uh, <laughs> Jay Z and Barclays with eight shows. So, congratulations, Hove. Um, but yeah, I think uh, we only have a couple more games in the schedule coming up. We got the Pacers, I think, on Friday uh, coming up. So <laughs> that's going to be a big match, um, but. We'll uh, definitely recap over the weekend that game and the Toronto game on Sunday. Yep. Uh, we'll put those po- uh, podcast uh, recaps together for the next one. But I think that'll do it uh, for tonight. Um, Justin, you got anything? Nothing here. Peace out, Brooklyn. Uh, guys, he just did a peace sign. So just in case, <laughs> just in case you didn't see it, for our uh, audience only listening on uh, the podcast, <laughs> not, not actually watching on the video feed. Right. Right. <laughs> Uh, all right, guys. Uh, so, uh, good night from Prospect Nights. Uh, wow, I, wow, I cannot talk today. This is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> good night from Prospect Heights, and good nights in this nation. Later. Go Brooklyn. Rebound. 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 Rebound.